three, two, one. All right. Okay. You guys asked for it. Months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but we were busy covering. Wow. <laughs> and we're but we're delivering it today. We are. A week away. Hey, just then I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> okay, got it. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> A week away. So, uh, first of all, first question. Uh, who is this movie for? Who is the target audience? It's baffling to me. Me? I guess, yeah. I That 30, was a conversation. 37-year-old women. <laughs> I mean, that was the conversation I had with Kendra. I was like, who is... This is a movie for parents, right? Like, this is a movie for parents, like a family, but mostly for the parents. It's, yeah, it's for geriatric millennials. <laughs> <laughs> A thousand percent. Okay, so I know the temptation here is to sort of pick it apart and be too cool for school. And I generally hate most things as a, as a, as principal. Yes. But I gotta say, this is a sweet movie. It's... the Everybody's heart was in the right place. And above and beyond that, everybody was more or less competent yes. that was making this. This is a competently made... Uh, imperfect but sturdy film i uh i definitely went into this um expecting to not like it uh-huh. or to be triggered by it and um i gotta say i enjoyed it <laughs> i it was great i i texted danny halfway through i'm like this movie is so earnest and pure <laughs> I was just, I mean, I could relate to so many things in it, too, which we can get into as we work through the movie, but it was just, it was good. There was definitely, like, some cheese factor in there, but, you know. So, obviously, if you haven't seen this movie, spoiler alerts all the way through. Not that, I mean, you could watch the trailer and know exactly, more or less, what's going to happen, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like this is, I think we both have probably seen our share of earnest but incompetent, uh, you know, faith-based offerings. I have really not seen hardly any yeah, faith-based movies. I know I mean, you're shocked. No, no, no. I don't mean like the, the latest ones, but I mean like through your whole church experience. Yeah, like, yeah. Go like all the way back to like vacation Bible school and youth group and all that stuff. Yeah you've been exposed to things like this yeah so we've we've seen our share of um you know things that maybe weren't quite as well done (laughs) yeah okay so first thing that that struck me is uh alan powell's name was all over this okay uh maybe a lot of people don't know who alan powell is alan powell was the founder and lead singer of the band anthem lights uh, and he left that band. Uh, he was also the lead guy in the Rich Mullins biopic. Okay. And uh, sort of retired from Christian music to get into Hollywood and acting. 
Okay. Uh, so I thought that was interesting because he's somebody that, you know, is coming from the Christian music industry and um, I think he wrote and produced it. I don't, he didn't direct it, but I think he wrote and produced it. Okay. So okay. Um, that's, that's sort of like the, the conduit, I guess, between Christian music and the movie industry was Alan Powell. Okay. I like, didn't know I, that, of course. I guess maybe that's why I felt like it, it was in the right hands. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, even with the, like, who is this for? Like, why are children singing <laughs> songs from the 80s? Yeah. But even even with that dissonance, it, it did it did sort of feel like it was in the hands of somebody who, who knew and understood Christian music. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so you wanted to give a rundown of the characters. Yeah, let's talk. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's address the main characters here. I had to write down all the names as they were coming up. Uh, so... <laughs> One of the first things I wrote down on, on my notes as I was uh, watching this was our protagonist, uh, Will. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so our <laughs> protagonist is a 26-year-old man with a comb-over <laughs> playing a teenager. I wrote down that it was the great value brand Zac Efron. <laughs> Interesting. I wrote down something very similar. I mean, he's, uh, he was cute for sure. Is he 26? So you, I have to look it up now. No, nah, he's 24. Okay. Close. I mean, it didn't strike me as... He didn't strike me as looking too old. See if you can get this reference. Okay, uh, I'm not going my, to. My, my bio for Will was, who got Chris Klein in my Zac Efron? <laughs> I don't... Who's Chris... Hold on. <laughs> I don't know. If you look up Chris Klein, it'll immediately make sense. Okay. All right. So we got we got Will. Yeah, uh, we got Will. Uh, then we have George, uh, aka Faith Based Troy from Community. <laughs> okay, Faith Based Troy from Community. Uh, then we have Avery, aka Every Christian Girl Ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and then we have uh, Sean, who uh, you know, I guess is filling the uh, the Billy Zabka role of the the blonde villain. Yeah, he really, he was. I like Sean. We'll have more to talk about Sean yeah. later. And um, Presley. Presley, uh, maybe the horniest person in the entire movie. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> That's uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, not not to make it super awkward, but I definitely got the vibe that she is a super repressed pastor's daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> it says nothing to do with present company. That was just my uh-huh. my vibe from uh-huh. her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So. And then we have the adults, the main adults, David. And uh, what was Sherry Shepard's character's name? Uh, ah, the adults didn't really matter in the movie. Oh, I think they did. What were you know? Do you have any? Uh, what was what was Sherry Shepard's? Do you on. see it? I'll look it up. I got it. Kristen. Okay. Kristen. Any 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 sexual tension between David and Kristen? <laughs> Well, the thing is, when I hear her voice, all I can think of is her on 30 Rock, 
Mm-hmm. And all of, like, several of her scenes in the early seasons of 30 Rock are very charged. So it was hard for me to, like, separate that from that character. So. How about David Kegner, like, uh, you know, sort of just taking over the corner of, like, established Hollywood guy for the faith-based movies? Is this, has he been in more than one? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was in the For King and Country okay. movie about uh, how for king and country fixed sex trafficking <laughs> okay he reads sonnets yeah. on twitter right i don't know i, don't uh, I like him <laughs> okay yeah but kind of the same thing he was he had you know a lot of roles where he was um you know kind of body <laughs> but then all of a sudden became like the go-to guy for yeah. faith-based movies interesting whatever good for him okay so should we just work our way through this movie with our notes? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody probably knows what the movie's about, so we probably don't need to do the... Well, I wasn't I wasn't meaning, like, go through the plot, but just as, like, what we wrote down as we watched the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, just, let's just go ahead and jump into it. Okay. So Will's a bad boy. Right, so he's running from the cops with his guitar case. Which that immediately, I'm like, buddy, put the case down. <laughs> You're gonna get farther, faster if you just put that case down. <laughs> I think that the the thing that was funny to me in the beginning was that we find out that he stole a cop car, mm-hmm. and then he acts surprised when he might have to go to juvie. <laughs> <laughs> like, has anybody ever taught this person, like, cause and effect? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, he, uh... Yeah. I don't think I realized that this was a full musical. That, that first musical number kind of hits you. Like, even when you're not expecting Like, even when you know it's coming. I, I mean, like, it, they... They're in what the uh, like the city building or something like. Yes, yes. And like the singing, probation office gra- or something. Great adventure. And... That's what they start. <laughs> it's like oh okay. Yeah. All right. I wrote down all the songs as they sang them, so they start with great adventure, and I was like, oh, this is a full on musical movie, <laughs> and I I loved it. <laughs> Badly lip syncing and all. <laughs> yeah. And like weirdly like slowing down some of the, the songs and it's like mm-hmm. what, what are we what's this arrangement? Like what are we doing to these songs? Yeah, I not a fan of all the arrangements that they do. I mean okay. whatever. That's okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what people tune in for, for us to nitpick the <laughs> the arrangements. Okay. Uh, I I was ready to write down like a full list of dress code violations at this camp. Okay. And there really weren't many. One of my notes just says Tankini Central. <laughs> well, actually it was um when they were in bathing suits, it was the one piece bathing suits with shorts on top. Like yep. there was no you know just it was the shorts on everybody had shorts on which avery avery probably had the worst ones because she uh 
she had some uh she had a little bit of cleavage throughout the movie which you know she's getting sent to the cabin to change <laughs> if this was christian camp yes and then at the end this was the, the egregious one that kendra and i looked at each other and was like no that, that's not gonna fly and the final number when she's like got her shirt tied <laughs> yeah and you, and you can see like two inches of, of stomach it's like no no that, she's getting somebody, sent to the cabin somebody in the beginning dance number at the camp had their shirt tied up and i was like yeah nope <laughs> that that wouldn't happen not so a baptist about, camp <laughs> how about this camp like total lack of staff like who are the counselors at this at this camp i thought about that too i realized this is, this that is... there's like a hundred plus kids there and it's just david and sherry shepherd like corralling all of them and steven's Stephen Curtis Chapman as the lifeguard and Amy Grant as the nurse, I guess. This is the greatest Christian camp of all time. You could get away with anything there. Well, I mean, when um, Will and Avery go off alone in the morning at sunrise. No, no, there's search parties going after them. That does not... That is a no, no, absolutely, you are not allowed to be alone with the opposite sex at church camp. It, how many, just, it how doesn't many happen. minutes, how many minutes do they get by themselves before the search parties come out there? I'm saying seven. The over under <laughs> is seven minutes before I the mean, search parties sunrise. go out. Nobody's awake, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so something I think that this movie totally nailed was just kind of, like, certain elements of being a teenager. Okay. So, like, the awkward flirting in the very beginning between Avery and Will felt really, like, yes. Teen awkwardness is just, it was on full display. It was kind of cringy. But they were really, like, they were working for it, but it was kind of hard to watch. Okay, for my for my homeschool experience, I would <laughs> I would look at Avery and Will. They were basically having sex. <laughs> With the flirting they were doing. <laughs> yeah, I look at, like, George just staring at a girl and then walking away. And I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> there I am. <laughs> um, that song uh, about good enough towards the beginning too like when yep. george and presley are like debating if they're if they want to talk to each other i thought that was also that was also really like nailed how you feel as a teenager i mean you feel that way as an adult too but you're not as honest about it instead you project that onto your um perspective mate right mm-hmm. or your current mate <laughs> it's like actually i'm great you're the one with all the things missing but when you're a teenager you're you're the one who's lacking and you're very aware of it you feel it that you're not good enough so i liked that song a lot i liked what their friends did for them in that it's interesting watching watching george and presley interact in the beginning because you know jokes aside like i i feel like that's that was such a common thing for me of just being super intimidated mm-hmm. of somebody that I had feelings for. But then, you know, the opposite 
might have also been true that like they maybe they were into me maybe they weren't maybe right. they were just as scared right and like the, the whole thing could have just been solved one way or another just by going up and, and talking but, yeah you know when you're super <laughs> awkward you can't do that like yeah. that's terrifying yeah yeah i thought they i thought they portrayed that really well it was fun to watch them i liked those mm-hmm. two characters a lot <laughs> so while we're in the beginning of the movie uh we meet uh sean who is the leader of the blue the blue team uh-huh uh and i just had in my notes written down uh, church of christ headband gang <laughs> i don't know what that means because his crew was wearing headbands and they were really into like acapella like dance numbers okay and i was like oh so these guys are like a church of christ gang <laughs> so i'm just curious like what was the initiation uh aside from being baptized obviously in water uh what was the initiation process of getting to be a member of sean's church of christ gang how did you earn that headband something you had to buy one of his saving the narwhals shirts (laughs) (laughs) that was like such a weird a weird time like a weird element of the movie to me (laughs) um it was it wasn't for me because i think sean was a missionary kid because oh, I think he, yeah. you know, if, okay. if you ever met a missionary kid, they're just like a little bit off, and they're like, shout out good. to all of our listeners. Who yeah, like probably we have a good, a good cross section of people who might be missionary kids. Uh, they, I mean, they know it. Like, yeah. they're, they're they're good, but like just being away and like growing up is the only you yeah. know in some faraway country is the only person, you know you know getting homeschooled and nobody else speaks english and you're trying yeah. to learn other languages it's like it just kind of makes you weird like you kind of grow up with like a like a like a chosen complex like i am the only one like i am i am a one of one yeah <laughs> and then you know when you get around other christians you carry that one of one syndrome in there and it's like you know actually you're just kind of weird like yeah you know you're not the only one that's you know got these ideas mm-hmm. yeah i definitely knew people like sean in youth i did group. too there was a there was a guy in, uh first year of college when i went away to a christian college he's a missionary kid and good guy but man he was just really wrapped up in the uh the fable of uniqueness of just the, the, <laughs> fable of uniqueness was, he was that's a good title for one. your fifth book <laughs> <laughs> A fable of uniqueness. <laughs> well, uh, that would be a, a clip for my TikTok celebrity pastor. <laughs> Fabled uniqueness or something. I don't know. I can't wait. I keep meaning to go out and get the glasses, but I haven't I haven't been able to yet. <laughs> you should try Claire's. That's not a joke. Okay. <laughs> Uh, one thing I've written down is, um, I guess it was, I guess it was after that good enough song, or maybe it was just a thought that I had during it. It's like this bad boy who's also an orphan, been in and out of however many homes, and he's like giving relationship advice. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's a teenager thing, I guess, too, right? You just, 
You just are always trying to help your friends and you really have no... You have no idea, right? You have no point of reference. You just... You're just trying to put yourself in their shoes, I guess. <laughs> trying to think of some of the advice I might have given as a 17-year-old. It's probably just really... Uh, like generic I guess it, just you know, it's, be it's, real you gotta trust God stop being so you gotta, fake you gotta let go <laughs> don't you let go and let God yes beautiful so 17 year old Matthew was a uh, <laughs> uh, what is it Wor- he was a, a word salad tweeter existential buffoonery he was uh, yeah he's Joel Osteen's kid <laughs> oh man Okay, so when they're when they're getting together and they're the, the different teams are uh, sort of trash talking each other, and then they have like a little like battle rap song, I guess. <laughs> I don't know so- what else you call at it. The sorting hat ceremony. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Avery said, "I don't know if you uh, get that reference." <laughs> no, I don't. It's I just, a Harry Potter I'm- thing. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me because like David's deciding who the like what teams the new people are going to. Yeah, but they already have like the colored shirts on, so like. Which also what... like, how do they have extra of those or? <laughs> I, I don't know. Do they have to rush the different bad, colored groups? Do you know how bad kids smell at camp? It's bad. <laughs> no, I actually don't because I didn't go to camp. Okay, well, do you know how bad you smelled as a teenager? Multiply that by a hundred. <laughs> I smelled like uh, fear and Old Spice <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> okay um, okay so, so they, you were they, saying the battle rap sorry i interrupted you no you're fine uh and avery said something to the effect of red's gonna win because god loves us the best <laughs> yeah and i just say hey she's an sec football fan <laughs> <laughs> i like this girl already <laughs> <laughs> she was so competitive that was an interesting part of her personality but kind of sucked at everything like <laughs> i <laughs> I kind of appreciated that that you know we'll get to that like when it gets to the football but like you know she she's super competitive but she wasn't that good at, at dodgeball or football or <laughs> oh my only, only when they did the uh the the matrix or no the the John Wick style paintball uh <laughs> that was the only thing she really succeeded at John Wick style I've never played paintball. Yeah. I'm not a fan of pain that I can avoid, so. <laughs> so, speaking of paintball, uh, when they're playing paintball and Avery and, and Will have their little meeting together, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Avery, Avery utters the line, I really hope you know how to shoot that thing. <laughs> Hey Avery, <laughs> I missed that. I was too caught up in the pureness. I was like so pure during this movie. It it, it was a pure movie, and it made me pure <laughs> watching it. I didn't even catch that amazing line. <laughs> no, not me. Hey Avery, you better hope he doesn't know how to shoot that thing. Oh my god! <laughs> Until the wedding night. <laughs> So I'm really just doing this podcast uh, for this moment right now. If you're ready for it, 
the, the, the quarterback <laughs> scouting back report. A little bit. Don't start yelling at me. <laughs> okay. So I have a scouting report for each of the main characters, uh, except for Presley. Okay, uh, there's a montage where they're like doing all their games, right? So they have yes. tug of war, flag football, paintball, dodgeball. Gosh, it looks so fun. Okay, go ahead. It really is an awesome camp. Like, <laughs> I want to go. So, you know what else I liked before you get into your thing? Yeah, go for it. He was only in his cabin with one other person. Like, if I could go to camp and only be in a cabin with one other person, wow. That sounds... I get it. That sounds great. So, we're going to... We need to buy up one of these Christian camps that's like rife with sexual scandal and just use our Patreon. Just buy it. Oh, and our so, vast Patreon. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe we can just do like FSBT camp for adults. <laughs> Let's do it. Is there going to be a blob? I'm only coming if there's a blob. <laughs> I mean... It's gonna to have to be a reinforced blob if we if we've got all grown ups. Nah. Some of those dad bods hitting that blob. You've been bullied, Juice, and it'll oh, what be a line. fine. <laughs> Some of those put that on my tombstone. Some of those dad bods hitting that blob. And then I was like, "You've been bullied, Juicing." <laughs> okay. What percentage of people listening know what bully juice is? I'll just let them just Google bully Literally, juice. Literally, being whatever percentage of the people listening is me and Kendra. <laughs> That's the percentage. Okay, go football talking. I'm okay, listening. So... I'm ready. <laughs> so we get to see we get to see uh, actual game footage of three main characters. <laughs> playing quarterback okay will doesn't get to play quarterback we don't see will playing football interesting interesting, interesting. choice for the filmmakers mm, mm. but i'll i'll out because you have to have will sideline to get to george as quarterback because they're on the same team anyway so let's look at the quarterbacks here um i'm just gonna rank them from worst to best <laughs> worst by far the worst quarterback george just horrendous <laughs> he holds the football uh, as if it were a baby with a dirty diaper. <laughs> so we see him. He he knows enough to like deke. At, they're running some kind of like fake reverse. Uh-huh. Which I mean, how do they have time to draw that up? Whatever. He he fakes the reverse, and then when he goes to throw the ball, one arm is limp, like hanging by his side. <laughs> and then he shot puts the football like it's like a sh- shoulder push and just shot puts it. Uh huh. You know, it, George is not going to play at the next level. Let's just put it that way. I think we already uh, knew that from the very first scene we see George in. But go ahead. Keep going. Uh, only slightly better uh, is Avery. We could see her as quarterback. Um, maybe a little bit of nepotism going on there. Getting to play quarterback, probably because your dad owns the camp. Um, you know, we've all played sports with that with that kid whose dad's the coach. Mm. Uh, you know, whatever. <sighs> She we we see her with a little play action at the beginning. She fakes, you know, does a little step up, uh, fakes the, the quarterback sneak. I, I think my biggest issue with Avery is she stares down her her wide receiver. She she doesn't go through the progression. She knows at the snap who she's going to throw the ball to, 
and at the next level, like that's just not going to fly. Like you have got to make the progression. At the next level. And then furthermore, Haas, furthermore, if you watch it all the way through to the to the uh, to the blooper reel, apparently in that sequence they had to do like five takes because she kept fumbling the snap, <laughs> and there's all this footage of her, you know, fumbling the snap like it's a, I don't know, I don't know something something that someone would fumble other than a football. <laughs> a baby Avery's with no a good. dirty diaper. <laughs> I I mean I don't know. By far the best quarterback, Sean. I know he's the villain. We see him. Villains with, uh, are usually with... pretty good at sports. Well, we only get to see him make one one pass, and it's an incompletion. Clearly, the receiver's fault. Didn't run through the route. Sean has great. Uh, he's got great offhand form. He's not like just swinging his offhand. You uh-huh. know, like he's a, conducting a symphony. He's got it tucked in tight. He's got a good follow through. Uh-huh. And and then we see him chewing out his receiver at the end because yeah, the receiver gave up on the route and didn't run it through. You gotta re- finish the route. Run through it. Okay, so Sean is my Sean is my quarterback. Okay. He's my QB one. I could see him being playing at a mid major at the next level. And uh, you know, he, kid's got a future. <laughs> um, did you get all of that from watching that scene one time? No, I had Kendra. I was like, "Hey, I gotta pause that and go back." Okay. <laughs> I was just curious because <laughs> that was extremely detailed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is where the uh, that is where the faith based Troy from Community falls apart because Troy would have definitely known how to throw a football. Oh, childish Gambino. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> uh okay what was your favorite I've, or christ-like gambino <laughs> sorry that was awful that was horrible okay what did you think about their um that uh that walk in the woods and the whole that whole scene between Which avery and will they really moved around quickly. Like they got deep into the woods and then all of a sudden they were on the dock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like that. I loved her speech. I related a lot to her. I was just like, oh, every Christian girl. <laughs> but like her dad being like a person there. And then... Yeah. Um, just his view of her that she was perfect and yeah I just love that little speech she gave and then they went into place in this world I was I was just like yes and the way they separated out those verses to kind of go with each of them oh it was it was good I was feeling it I mean she was in a spaghetti strap dress and that was like that's not realistic at church camp, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to let it slide. And also the timeline seemed off. Like, was it sunrise or sunset? I don't know. <laughs> How long were they in those woods? <laughs> but I just, I really liked it. I think that yeah. here's what I really liked. big picture about this movie I was also waiting for it to get like 
Like, I didn't know how much of a faith-based movie it was. I knew that they had these songs in it, but I didn't know, like, Stephen Gerge Chapman was in it and Amy Grant. Like, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know that part. So I was like, are they going to push this, you know? Are they going to, like, are they, is he going to, like, pressure her to do stuff in the woods? Like, I was kind of waiting for something like that, too. And it was just Mm -hmm. so, just not there. It was just innocent and sweet it was just sweet that's you know at the, at the at the top when i said everyone doing this is competent like that's like that's they they land the scenes yeah like they're not perfect but the scenes land like right. there's no there's no like overt cringe mm-hmm. in these scenes yeah where you I know, agree. it could have it could have gone wrong it's it's not preachy no maybe a little bit but it's it's like just just the right tone yeah I feel like if I could appreciate it with the, like, amount of dislike that I have for so many things and the way that I have, like, difficult feelings towards a lot of my youth group experiences, then a lot of people could probably enjoy it. I think this is, to borrow a thing from Mark Twain, I think this is how we would have liked to remember youth group. And, yeah, and for me, it was like, these are like the the best parts that I, like, these are the good things that I remember. And there's a lot of things in there that I don't want to remember, or I don't, I, they're not good memories for me, but these parts that are being shown in this are, are good. And even like Avery and sean having or is that his name no avery and will having feelings for each other like you know me being with danny young like i could relate to that and just wow that was so sweet (laughs) i i do have some pushback on the timing of place in this world okay uh as they were doing this like because i mean i'll be honest like the cynicism mostly i was able to mostly keep it in check not totally yeah because when they were doing place in this world i was kind of saying like hey you want to know your place in this world it's at home you're a child (laughs) (laughs) go home and go to school you're still in high school that's your place in this world (laughs) oh how about okay i have this written down butt to butt paintball scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean there's definitely a time in your life where all physical contact feels like an electric shock and <laughs> i just try to th- i try to think back to being like 16 17 and if if i would have been butt to butt <laughs> with Danny Haas at youth camp I mean just wow (laughs) well when you (laughs) when you hit your 30s and 40s that time is called Saturday night (laughs) (laughs) yes and sometimes Tuesdays (laughs) From ten forty-five to eleven fifteen p.m. Well, that's generous. <laughs> well, I mean, 
Okay. Anyways, I was just like, wow, they are... That's the kind of physical contact in in this movie that I was like, holy cow. Just, like, putting myself in that scenario at that age. <laughs> so you're talking about the, going back to the paintball scene. I think maybe my favorite part of the movie... <laughs> there's a lot of little touches like this. Uh, like, well, there was a, there's a touch like this when, when uh, Will was doing the montage scene with, with George. And George just almost breaks the the fourth wall and is like that was a really quick montage (laughs) (laughs) a lot of little flourishes like that but i think my favorite one was at at the paintball after they just hit sean with a bunch of paintballs and he's just leaning up against the tree and will goes to help him up and sean knocks his hand away and is like just go just go (laughs) because i gotta say (laughs) i feel that energy so much like just, just, just let me stew here for a minute, okay? <laughs> Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> the pouting is all I have left. Right. <laughs> hey, that was me the last five days of my life. <sighs> but we got through it. <laughs> we always do. Okay. Um. So the emotionally charged night of camp is very real. That is that is a thing. It's like they build up to it. Uh-huh. You're talking about the you're talking about the last night or the night before that when Sean and or uh, when when Will and Avery have their little yeah I'm talking about meeting. the it would have been the night before the last night because the last night they kind of had like a uh that serum the talent show yeah so the night before that was the like emotionally charged night of camp and that was i mean that was real they did that to you (laughs) every year they were like it's time to feel all your feelings even though you're a teenager and that's all you ever do (laughs) but so that was the night that Sean broke into uh, yes. David Kegner's office yes. looking for dirt. At which point my wife leans forward and hisses at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Judas! <laughs> you call yourself an apostle! watch a movie with kendra i will help her fold the laundry we can watch together <laughs> and i just i just looked at her like you're, you're really like angry at this guy right now like you're, you're physiologically angry right now yeah, at this guy. she's like absolutely. yes yes i am he's, what is he doing in there <laughs> yes <laughs> oh man <laughs> Yeah. So, so you're talking about the, um, the 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 emotionally charged night. Uh, this was the this was the like the campfire where they had a spontaneous round. Yes. And I mean that in the in the musical sense. Yes. A round of "Our God Is an Awesome God" by Rich Mullins, an acapella round. At which point, the, there's a little waka waka guitar, <laughs> and the movie turns into well, there wouldn't be a guitar. There's a record scratch, mm-hmm. and the movie just 
briefly turns into straight uh, Church of Christ porn at that point. Because <laughs> you have like seven different vocal parts going in the round. It's all acapella. It was incredible. Of, and, you know, you, you even got the villain, you know, popping up and, and, <laughs> and singing some harmony. <laughs> Church of Christ people were just, uh, you know. I mean, <laughs> awesome were... God. That was the youth group song. And then they mashed it up with a song that it really didn't go with, but uh, they had to get that for King and Country. Yeah, what was that called? Song. I wrote it down. God Only Knows. God Only Knows. I wasn't familiar Which... with that song. I know you're shocked, but I looked it up in the um, in the uh, soundtrack. Uh, big song in the Pierce house. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, it's got some girls that are big fans of this song, but doesn't doesn't totally really go not really i mean they kind of make it work i suppose but well maybe the small bones were (laughs) contributors to this movie is that their last name you didn't see my tweet from like 2016 of like hey why don't you call yourself hey why don't you guys call yourself small boners (laughs) i'm gonna look it up i'll retweet it later okay no context Oh, is the the line "Love is the answer" in a sea of questions? Is that from that song? I wrote that down. Uh, or was that from one of like the movie original songs? It might have been from the movie original songs. Yeah, I just thought it was weird, and God only knows because like Will is singing that about like all of us like it's weird like all of a sudden like Avery's weeping because mm-hmm. she's thinking about her mother, and it's like that was a weird cut, and then will is like seeing god only knows you know and, and it's like wait a minute you're not a believer like you're the yeah you, you're the shane west character from a walk to remember <laughs> like you're you're not <laughs> what are you what's what's happening here i do i do but, think avery got a pass though on the missionary dating because she was she didn't know <laughs> she didn't know like who he really was so. I see. It, that's interesting. I thought they kind of skated around that by like not developing the romance. Yeah. Until the very end, yeah. and then it was like when they kissed, it was like, okay, so we are missionary dating. <laughs> but then it was like kind of ambiguous of like, did he, you know, did he come to the Lord? Kind of. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. I'm not gonna read too much into it. Yeah. Okay um do you have anything else yeah how horny was presley <laughs> she she's by far the horniest i was like when i was watching this i was like i feel like i'm like a mashup between these two lead female characters but now i'm just not gonna go there <laughs> that's fine i mean I'm, I'm ruining it for you huh? no you're not you're not the thing is every teenager is the horniest person okay. in the room <laughs> that's that's true but when they're in the talent show uh-huh. and George is on stage, for the whole the whole movie, like every time George comes up to Presley, you can audibly hear her ovaries rumbling. <laughs> like she is she is down for it. And when George is on stage playing the guitar, she gives him a look that like she would go up on stage and make love to him and the guitar. <laughs> Like she is, she is like eighteen months away from being his the wife. girl of Christian. <laughs> well, that 
that too. She's 18 months away from either being his wife or being the girl that shows up at Christian college looking for the MRS degree. <laughs> like she is, she is totally that girl. So let's see. When I went to Christian camp before my senior year of high school, I would have been not 18 months away. But not not too much farther than 18 months away from being a wife. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and then at the end of the movie, they both say they're going to marry each other, which is sweet. But then she walks away. Yeah, then like, they, they leave it. <laughs> they, she leaves it right there. <laughs> Classic teenager move. <laughs> like, well, I just dropped a huge bomb and now I can't handle it. So I'm just going to exit the situation. <laughs> George is such a sweet character. He gives her the box with all the letters in it. Yeah. He really was sweet. Does he call her? Or how long does it take for him to call her? Oh, he doesn't. He texts her. Okay. How? I just, I want to know what the first series of texts is like. Like, hey, so remember when you said you wanted to marry me? Like, <laughs> that's <was> pretty cool. <laughs> that's probably exactly what the first text was. Um, I loved at the end... This is just a personal thing, but I loved at the end that, like, you, you know, it goes back to my thing about how they, everybody was competent and they, they landed everything and it wasn't cringe or, or, you know, too formulaic. You know, you said that they didn't turn the dad, David Koechner, they didn't turn him into a caricature. Like, he was a real person. Yeah. Like, he was goofy, but, I mean, he was a real person. Like, they could have gone the other way and had him, like, be disapproving mm-hmm. of, of Will. But, like, you know, he was, like, a, a, a warm, genuine person. Yeah. I love at the end, like, when they when they had, like, the, the makeup between Will and Sean. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a really nice touch because I feel like in any other movie, like, it would have sort of the other way and we would have, you know, it would have tried to get us to hate Sean. Yeah. And, and this was, like, or like you know, I'll it's see just... you next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like he frames like will frames sean and like gets him in trouble and kicked out of yeah. camp or something it would have had some kind of like a little darker what turn was his line there like i was trying to impress people too or something yeah. like that he's like you weren't the only one who's trying to impress people yeah, i mean it felt pretty unrealistic to me that a teenage boy could be that self-aware but it was still a really nice like bow on that whole that whole situation <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> um. Okay, so are we? This, this is this is for Danny right here. Are we okay with the movie basically borrowing the entire plot of Star Wars: A New Hope? <laughs> what? You need to explain yourself. Will is is Han Solo. Okay. He is he is the ruffian. Okay. He's the anti-hero. <laughs> and at a critical juncture, he leaves. Okay. <laughs> I don't watch New Hope very often cuz 
Uh, well, I don't watch any of the Star Wars movies that often, but New Hope is definitely one of my least favorites because Luke. Yeah, it's Luke is the whiniest little bitch in that movie. <laughs> I can't stand him. Okay. Just, just to be clear, that's at Middle Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. No, just like just like Han Solo, he 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 gives up on the rebellion, leaves at a critical juncture. And then at the moment of truth returns to save the day. That's that's the exact character arc of, of Will in the movie. Huh. You know, he at the critical juncture leaves because he gives up, mm-hmm. you know, goes back to his, you know, I'm, I'm a loner ways. Uh, you know, nobody can talk him into staying. So and then like you think the battle is lost. And then all of a sudden at the talent show, Will swoops in. Just like Han Solo did in the in the Falcon, <laughs> and saves the day by doing a synchronized dance routine, just like Harrison Ford did in Star Wars. Boom! So when I try to get Danny to watch this movie, um, I'll tell him it's basically like A New Hope, but at Christian camp. And he'll be like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> oh man how much, how much money would you pay to see Harrison Ford doing the song and dance routine <laughs> not, from a week away not that much <laughs> to tell you the truth <laughs> give me another actor and <laughs> maybe one in my general age range okay. Steve Buscemi yeah <laughs> <laughs> no 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 (laughs) okay i thought it'd be fun if we could do where are they now so these are like people in youth group when we were that age like where where are they now if they're our age now like the main characters okay well you you go first show me give me a template for this (laughs) okay I don't think that Avery and Will end up together. I think they're like have a nice little sweet first romance thing and then part ways amicably, probably. Maybe. <laughs> I, f- I don't know. I think she gets really into ministry. Maybe even takes over the camp from her dad. Yeah, I could see that. I think George and Presley definitely get married within two years and they're still going strong and they have like five kids. Yeah. Lean progressive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sean. (laughs) Sean. Sean, uh, immediately after, co- maybe during college, uh, works as a an intern for a Republican congressman, <laughs> and then uh, settles in a suburban church and gets really into CrossFit. Yes. And uh, no scandal or anything. He's just he's a CrossFit dad. He's really into CrossFit. His yeah. wife is blonde. And, and her name is Monica. <laughs> and they definitely have, like, bio kids and adopted kids. Yeah, and they have 
two sons, Jackson and Brayden. <laughs> okay. And they both play travel baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on Sunday nights, he wears uh, khaki shorts and sandals. And they go to the trendy pizza place afterwards and like all the all of his kids friends like if they come like he just picks up the tab for all of them (laughs) okay what (laughs) that was was extremely detailed i feel like you know that person (laughs) okay what about will where does he end up uh um where does he end up uh, where is he gonna go? I feel like maybe like Anglican priest. <laughs> hmm, I was going the other way on that one. Uh, I feel like uh, okay. So if it doesn't work out with with Avery, I mean maybe um, it would. I don't. I just I feel like he has a lot to work through. He he needs a he, lot of therapy. Right? I think he goes to college. I think he drinks way too much his freshman year. Okay. <laughs> and I think he's kind of like a party bro. This is why I asked uh, you this because I knew you'd be so good at it. He's a, he's a party bro, but then he gets into a frat because he's he's a charmer. Uh huh. He gets into a, like one of those frats and just sort of like s- takes business classes because everybody else is doing it. And then like he just has so many connections. He's accidentally he a millionaire. Of, no i I don't think so i think he's i think he's probably single like into his mid to late 30s okay and then maybe at that point settles down with with a younger woman but i think he's (laughs) i think he's just kind of like a lonely dude in his mid 30s Mm, mm. um you know he's he's like that the last guy in the friend group to to settle down and start a family Mm -hmm. and i think maybe it finally happens but it happens you know when he's 37 and he marries like a 26 year old and she's a she's a fitness instructor that he I met was at the gym say yoga instructor yeah definitely like a phys- just a purely physical attraction that he's got with her she is also blonde her name is uh Caden <laughs> beautiful and uh, then they the first kid they have is a daughter and that messes him up and he's emotionally unavailable oh no let's not go there <laughs> i think he's worked through that i think he is he is emotionally available for his daughter okay. All right. <laughs> so i think that um something they said in the movie that i think is what what like when you look back on youth group or church camp when it talked about I don't remember what scene it was. Maybe the emotionally charged night when they were talking about feeling like you were connected and part of something bigger. And I do think that was, that's like one, that is one of the magical experiences of camp. It's like you're there and and you're just like part of something. And then you go, you know, you go back to youth group and you're still with all those people but it's kind of not the same because everybody goes off and does all their own things so yeah 
I know you didn't have the camp experience. I went to Bible quiz camp one time. Okay. Was your mom there? <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> Danny's mom was at most of our camps, too. So, Except our very first one when I was 11 and he was 12. <laughs> we both have children older than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i got two i got two quick things here okay um and then i'm done with my side number one what are you doing michael w smith like get over yourself what like what were you on tour in 2021 like during the pandemic like you couldn't have driven 10 minutes <laughs> like from your franklin mansion and just made like a, a 30 second appearance in this like come on cameo in this i agree where they, was they he did your music it was nice it was... that Stephen Curtis Chapman and Amy Grant had a cameo, but they weren't, like, part of it. They didn't try to push in for a bigger part. Just fun seeing them, but then not also being like, oh, you're not an actor. Please go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> what? Going all the way back to what she said a minute ago. What did I that... say? <laughs> no, you said it, so now you have to yeah, explain when it. You said, <laughs> I'll have to find the bleep sound effect for all this. When you said, you can just try to push it in for a bigger part. <laughs> okay, okay, moving on. Sorry. What's all your right. second so, thing? Yeah, possible sequel. Let's set up the possible sequel here. Uh, obviously, uh, it's going to be a love triangle between Will and and napoleon because they're both in love with deb <laughs> what because <laughs> avery is deb from napoleon dynamite <laughs> she looks like deb you think she does a little bit i really I mean, liked she... her character because she was pretty but they didn't try to cast like this hot hot girl you know i liked that uh-huh i mean will was definitely like leaning towards the hot boy side but, yeah. <laughs> Deb, come on. <laughs> okay, so I guess I guess my question, uh, you know, talking about Avery is, uh, better girlfriend, Avery or uh, Presley? I don't know. That's not, you can't ask that. That's like, who's a better wife, your wife or somebody else's wife? I mean, it's like, well... Well, these people aren't real, so it's it's. I know, but girlfriends are real. <laughs> the idea of relationships is real, so it's like. Oh. So you don't have an opinion over like Will or George? Like, which one would be a better boyfriend? No, be I mean, no, because it just depends on the person, right? Your personality. What are you more into? Could you just pretend for this segment? <laughs> so put out with me i mean i would say the relationship dynamic between george and presley is definitely more my speed in my late 30s <laughs> i mean what would be their relationship dynamic when they get past their awkwardness i feel like when they get past their awkwardness it's gonna be beautiful okay 
And like Will, Will and Avery just are always gonna take themselves a little too seriously. Yeah, it's the difference between, uh, you know, tantric first kisses at a picnic table, and uh, hey, come check out my dead mother's flower garden. Tantric first kisses. Yeah, on a picnic table. <laughs> Did they kiss? Yeah, she kissed him. Oh, she did. Yeah. Non non consensually, <laughs> I might add. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm I'm done. <laughs> huh. No one is hiring us to make a movie podcast anytime soon. <laughs> Anyways, uh yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm glad that you enjoyed it too. I was worried when you DM'd me, Casey, what am I watching? That we were going to be on opposite ends of the spectrum on this. And we really weren't. That first musical number is pretty jarring because it just came out of nowhere. And I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. But they, they did a good job kind of spacing them out. I think. And none of them felt like too weirdly placed I mean musicals are always a little awkward because you just have people having a conversation and then one of them breaks into song well and that's my problem with musicals is as soon as the music starts it like it I think I've said this before but as soon as the music starts it's like it shatters your make believe Mm -hmm. that like I can can be in this world because nobody does this in real life yeah and even if it's something fantastical like outer space or something that says having an in history like you can you can put yourself there and kind of well i would react this way if this happened and kind of like just you know be in the world but as soon as people start singing it's like oh right, this is not real can you imagine an outer space musical wow <sighs> interstellar the musical <laughs> murph <laughs> it was me god I love that movie not as a musical (laughs) it would be awful (laughs) 